listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called the reach around table sounds like a sex move but i swear it's not i wrote it down never heard it out loud we got brian reacher and his friend chris reacher it's a reach around table reacher 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 reach around table Hello and um, I guess welcome to another episode of the Reacher Reacher Round Table. Welcome to all the Reacher heads, the Reacher addicts, the Reacher. It would be nice if we had a name for them, Brian. Do you have any good ideas for a name for the people listening to the podcast? Reacher creatures. Ooh, the Reacher creatures. Did you just think of that <laughs> off the top of your head, or is that something you've sort of had stewing in the – you've had that kind of ready to go for a while? Well, you were naming things, and I was like, what rhymes with Reacher that can be a noun? That was basically what I was shooting for. And then I was like, Reacher teachers? Yeah. Doesn't work. Doesn't work because we're the, in. we're the Reacher teachers. Yeah, we're the Reacher teachers. They're the Reacher. You're the Reacher creatures. You're the Reacher creatures, and that's a great way to say it. And that voice that you heard uh, was, of course, uh, my brother and my friend as well. And that's fine. Brothers can be friends also. It's Brian Reacher. Hey, Brian, how you doing this week? You're, by the way, you're looking. I'm looking really dark, and you're looking really bright. Have you noticed that? Or oh, you probably can't see me, so you don't. I can't know. see you. But I'm but looking. I have. Like my lighting is really kind of like I'm looking like really dark, whereas you're looking like almost like heavenly. And it sort of makes me feel like like I'm just like kind of a worse guy than you. But I guess um, learning that you didn't know what I what my lighting situation was, I guess it wasn't actually something you were doing on purpose to make me seem like a darker individual than you. And like I, maybe I have some demons like more of a Kleiner than a Reacher. Okay, and let's get into the episode. And you're the one you <laughs> and you love Kleiner, by the way, right? Aren't you a big you're a big Kleiner apologist? I was really bothered by Kleiner in this episode. He really turned over. He seems pretty like a nasty man, I think now. But now, you know, still don't know. And I have a question for you. When you watched this episode, was it the first time you had watched it, or was this a second watch for you on this episode? Second watch. And here's the thing: I'm a little behind the curtain information uh we did not record last week so i watched this a week ago ah so, so it's not a I'm completely a fresh out. but you have some notes i would assume i do have notes that's great and what are you I eating right now notes. um brian what are you eating just out of curiosity i think probably if you're watching this if you're watching it kudos to you by the way it means that you've subscribed to a patreon so i love you for that but you can see that brian's eating something but if you're listening you might not even be able to tell because he's doing it pretty sneakily what is it that you're eating they're called uh gel bites they're jello cut into squares and i eat them all day because uh i'm trying to get swole and uh well, I'm lifting weights and working out and stuff, so I don't want to eat a bunch of junk, but I love junk. And these things, a whole bag of them only has 45 calories, so I'm just – and they're sugar-free, so I just go nuts on them. It's just jello. Wow. Okay, so you're eating jello, and it's – you're eating jello because you want to get swole. Okay, that's the short and long of it. I mean, there's more <laughs> no, to No, I'm it. eating – I'm eating jello because yeah. I don't 
I'm I'm trying like I I'm drinking protein shakes and all that stuff, but like as a little nice snack instead of eating gummy bears, mm-hmm. I'm eating the Jello. A little healthier. That's very cool. And and Brian has obviously you've probably noticed he's trying to get really jacked up, and it does coincide suspiciously with the start of this podcast and the start of him watching Reacher. And I don't really want to say that it's directly as a result of him seeing what a strong guy Reacher is, but again, very suspicious the timing of it. Um, Now, Brian, uh, this episode starts off, it picks up where the last one left off. We're in Roscoe's home, right? Um, Where Mm -hmm. they have uh, just discovered that somebody came to the home to kill Roscoe. Uh, and they have sort of a little bit of a blow up there where Reacher says, Ooh, do you need me to help you? Oh, you're, you're so scared probably. And then Roscoe basically, basically puts him in his place. And Roscoe is probably one of the only characters in the show that can put Reacher into his place. Is that fair to say? Her and Finley, I think Finley sometimes can, can get through to Reacher and Reacher doesn't have a comeback. He can reach you him. know? Sometimes he can reach him. Yeah, sometimes Finley can reach him and Reacher doesn't have like a real comeback. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean Roscoe is gonna be the one yeah. that that yeah. Reacher listens to because Reacher, she's hot. And Reacher clearly has some sort of like Reacher's really coy about it and he doesn't really let on his feelings very much, but it's clear that he has a soft spot for Roscoe. There's no question about it. They have somewhat of a friendship. In the last episode, of course, they did drink a little bit together at the bar. They hung out. They slept in a hotel room together. So they have a bit of a, a, a connection. Roscoe says something really interesting at this point, though, says uh, that she scored 99% on the intelligence intelligence but 80 percent on the psych exam when she was uh the cia and fbi recruited her but the reason that she got 80 percent on the psych was because she doesn't tolerate bullshit now i think probably it has probably to do with psychological issues that she has and she's sort of trying to say in her mind that hey the reason why is because i don't put up with bullshit and i think the people who administered the test might say well, no, it's because you you have these particular issues that we have a problem with, you know, but she doesn't necessarily see it that way. Would actually be funny if that was the reason, like they wrote it on her papers <laughs> that she doesn't tolerate bullshit. Yeah. But it, what it really made me think is like, okay, so if this is true, what she's saying, what percentage of bullshit does Reacher tolerate? Oh. You know, like where's he at in I that mean, number? I mean, I... I would say if they were basing his psych exam on his whether or not he uh, tolerates bullshit, I would say he would score a zero percent because he absolutely tolerates zero, (laughs) zero percent bullshit. Um, But uh, basically, Reacher accepts at that point, hey, I'm dealing with somebody who's actually pretty tough like me and she's actually pretty badass and the CIA and FBI wanted her and she's all fucked up and she doesn't put up with bullshit. So I should probably back off Uh, at this point. Oh, go on. Can I say that? That like also, uh, Reacher still functionally asexual in this show. So, I mean, when people are like, "Oh, he's just nice to Roscoe because he wants to have sex with her," mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't even know that by watching this. No, by watching this show so far, they were in the same room in their fucking underwear, and he didn't and even go for happened. it. No, he 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 clearly has. When I say he has a soft spot for her, I don't mean sexually. I don't mean that he wants to fuck her. I mean. 
because yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no indication that Reacher has ever fucked. Like, exactly. there's no indication that he's ever fucked or jacked off. He might be a semen retention guy, to be honest. He might be someone who's retaining his semen and he believes it gives him special powers. And if he were, guess who's be- going to become a semen retention guy? This guy right here, Chris. Because <laughs> it, if it, if he if he's doing it, then it works, is my point. Um, but he's she so also great. gives him a gun at this point uh, in the episode two. Reacher finally gets a gun and it's a fucking big, massive fucking scary handgun that i guess was her father's or was it the the police the guy who was her mentor yeah um, yeah so, it's a 50 caliber i think it might be a 45 i mean but it is like a serious gun yeah and and it's funny that like so she has this huge gun i'm taking the huge gun and yeah. i'm giving reacher my crappy police gun you know because i can't imagine a police gun's like as good as that enormous no. gun. No, that gun was the best gun that you could have, but I think she was showing respect to Reacher's size. She was sort of saying, "Hey, I'm badass like you, but you're obviously much bigger than me, and so you will get the bigger gun." I think she was showing a little bit of size respect there, which I wish people would do more uh for, to Reacher. Like they don't show him size respect enough. We talked about that. Sometimes oh, people God. will step to him, they'll have like they'll act like they might have a chance to f- fight with them or something that actually happens in this episode we'll get to that later um okay so they find an id uh for the body that was found with joe you remember in the beginning reach's brother was killed out in that field there was somebody else who was with him who was killed also they found the id um and the id is a uh, the the or the the other victim is a truck driver some random truck driver so that's information they have. By the way, also, when they leave the house to go to the station, Reacher fires the gun in the yeah. front yard. Yeah, into a tree, <laughs> like stump, where it's like, don't shoot guns, like, in the front yard. Yeah. That's, the, that's the craziest thing. I mean, Reacher's done some pretty crazy shit mm-hmm. so far in these three episodes. Yeah. But shooting a gun in the front yard into a tree stump is wildly irresponsible. It's very I irresponsible. Guess, yeah. I guess he aimed at the ground, but it's it's like you just what if a kid was riding his bike? What if a young Reacher was riding his bike by there and it went through that tree stump and right into him? But the thing is, we're I'm making a big deal out of this and saying, oh, it's so irresponsible. Fact is, he was doing it because you never yeah. carry a gun that you haven't fired, which is actually responsible. Yeah, he's actually, you, see, that's it. You think initially, well, this guy's being very irresponsible. And then he sort of reminds you, actually, I'm being the most responsible that you can be by firing this gun into a tree stump because I don't want to be walking around with a gun I've never fired. You know, I don't know if yeah. it's going to work properly. I don't know what the aim is going to be like. I, I need to test this thing out before I use it. So that's ultra responsible. Um, okay, so uh, uh, they, they show up. They find out uh, from, by the way, this guy Jasper. Do you have anything to say about Jasper? Jasper. Who, he, wait, who was Jasper? Jasper is the guy who I guess he's like works in the crime lab. Oh, I love him. Yeah. He's from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, is he really? Oh, see, I mm-hmm. don't from the show, right? Not the movie. 
Yes, from yeah. the show. He I've is in. He's one of the main characters. I've not seen the show before. I've only seen the movie. I've heard the show is great. Um, okay, so you guys would know him. Then a lot of people would know him from that. I don't. I just know him from Reacher, and uh, I find him yeah to be sort of. He's sort of a nice character. He's really. He's a little bit kind of sarcastic and maybe just like a little bit kind of uh, comic relief sort of character. Oh, um, I got something to say about him. Okay. He's a little too scared of dead bodies to be the medical examiner. That is true. You know what I mean? But like, that's I, a little bit like what? I mean, come on. Dude. I think they're trying to really hammer home the point, though, that this is a small town and they don't deal with murders. I think that sort of is the point that they're making. This guy's never really dealt with this type of thing. Um, well, but then what did he get into business for? You're I right. Mean, if you're going to go to fuck it, I'm, I assume yeah. that if you're becoming a medical examiner, yeah, because there's what else would he examine? You know what I'm saying? Other than murders. So one. Well, he must have. A, he must have other have stuff. He, hang on. He must what? have other stuff. What? No, no. But you say that. But then what's he doing all fucking year when there's no murders? Because this is a small That's what town. I'm trying to say. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Margrave. Right. Yeah. In Margrave. Yeah. Doesn't have can't possibly have that many murders. Right. I mean, it does, the, it does now, but normally. It does now. Well, I'm Googling right now mm -hmm. with the website Google, uh, what does a medical examiner medical examiner do? Okay, I got it. Okay. I got it. Let's, let's uh, find out. They manage meteorological death investigation. Okay, this offices. is already they're using words that are, I mean, this is Medic not... <sighs> Medico legal. I'm sorry. It's medico legal. So it must mean legal medical stuff. They perform death investigations, autopsies, toxic. Okay. So maybe he's seeing if people overdosed on drugs. Yeah. You know, maybe he's like a big, you know, but still you, these dead bodies in this show, they're not that gross. I don't see them as well, super gross. Well, I mean, the what about the big thick cock sheriff? <laughs> that was gross. That one's pretty fucking gross. But the other deaths, do, so he's had one gross death. Yeah. Right. The other ones are I just mean, guys that got shot in the head and beat up after they were dead. I mean, Brian. You know? To be fair, though, the guy, one of them, it literally had his balls chopped off and put into his fed to him. Fair, fair <laughs> point. But that's just once. Every single time, he's like, "Oh my god," you know. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe how dead this guy is, and it's like, dude, calm down a little bit. You gotta be professional, you know. Well, I, I tend, I, I mean, I, uh, you, as you can hear, I have a lot more sympathy for Jasper, and I mean, Brian said off the top, "Oh, I like Jasper a lot," and then all of a sudden he started saying <laughs> all this stuff that was like, "Well, maybe you don't actually like him or respect his work that much at all," and maybe you're actually being quite disrespectful to him and his plight. Um, but I like him as a person. I, I don't see. like him as a medical. Examiner. So you think he should have a different job? Yeah, he should be maybe have the barbershop guy do the medical examining and have him do. The barbershop. Well, that's stuff. not and how the barbershop. But the barbershop guy seems pretty on it. But that's not smart. how jobs work. That's I mean, he studied for it. Obviously, the, the, the barbershop guy is an elderly man with no background in it whatsoever. I mean, I, I, I know it's a small town, but I think you can't just be shuffling jobs around like that.
That's what I would do if I was the mayor of the town. I wouldn't be wasting my time doing this investigation. I'd be shuffling jobs around so that people are in their prime job. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, I'm a communist. and I don't think you, you know, would want to be uh, the mayor of this uh, town because this mayor, again, as we mentioned, is the most racist looking man in the history of the world. Um, okay, mm -hmm. so, so the body gets ID'd as this truck driver. Um, and they figure out that this guy was defended by a high-end law firm. So they thought, oh, what the heck? This guy had a traffic violation one time, and he got defended by this. They figured out it was a high-end law firm by looking at the website, and they saw the photograph of it, and they were like, ooh, boy. So I would say that they could have easily been fooled by just a, <laughs> a website with a photograph of a nice office. Um, but it turns out they were right. It is definitely a high-end law firm. Um, but before we look into that, they get a, a phone call from a new character. New character alert. New character alert. It's Molly. Molly. Molly from the Secret Service calls. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it would now, make sense you wouldn't remember her name necessarily because it's not really a big highlight of it. But she calls. She's uh, basically it. It's Joe's best friend and lover, quite possibly. Ja not Reacher's lover. Reacher's brother's lover calls and says, "Hey, you know, I understand you're looking for information about Joe Reacher." Jack Reacher comes on the phone and says, "Hey, Molly," and she thinks it's Joe. And then Jack Reacher has to tell her, no, Joe is actually dead. He's been killed. She can't believe it. She's crying. It becomes clear they had some sort of relationship. She says, hey, he was working on this. He's the, he's the director of something. He's a big high-up guy in the Secret Service. But the, they, the main piece of information that they get from her is that he is indeed looking into counterfeiting. So it turns out, guess who is right? Uh, Reacher, Jack Reacher, <laughs> let me say this about this, okay? Yeah. You're underselling what Joe Reacher did. I almost want the Joe Reacher TV show because what he actually did was Yes, I know I I was he, just I was just gonna talk about this, but yes, please do <laughs> please do. <laughs> he ended all domestic counterfeiting. That's right. Like, he it was ended over. It, There's he ended zero it completely. of it. All of the domestic counterfeiters in the whole country were like, we're trying to do it, but we can't because of this guy called Joe, who basically stopped every single one of us and made it impossible for anyone to do it, which is really, I mean, he's got to go down in history as one of the great law enforcement agents of, of all time for doing that. I mean, that's such an incredible thing, but... It meant that he was now looking into international. He stopped them from doing it, you know, domestically. But, of course, he can't stop it internationally. So that's that's now what he's investigating. And that's a big key piece of information uh, that we got there is that, hey, he was investigating counterfeiting. And the fact that Reacher was right, Finley says, hey, it turns out you were right. Um, I love that. I love when a character says, hey, Reacher, I'm sorry, you were right. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. It is super wild, though, that, like, Reacher, Jack, mm -hmm. is an incredibly impressive man. Yes. But he hasn't been able to stop all of one type of crime yet. So it makes me wonder, why are we watching a show about Jack Reacher instead of Joe Reacher okay, hang when on a Joe second. Reacher you're, you're is getting maybe into, more impressive? You're getting into a very dangerous area here where it almost comes off as you speaking 
negatively about one of my heroes named Reacher. And of course, I am talking about Jack Reacher, and I will specify that because we're talking about his brother, but I also don't like to because he prefers to only be called Reacher. And I think that should tell you who the number one Reacher is, the guy who just straight up goes by Reacher. But I will say this. Joe is obviously the smartest man in the world. He's obviously smarter than everyone. Jack Reacher is the second smartest guy in the world. Like, that's obvious. That's not even up for debate. They're the two smartest guys in the world. Joe is slightly smarter than him. That's how he was able to stop all domestic counterfeiting. (laughs) Just stopped it completely. But one thing that Joe doesn't do very well, and he's not able to do, and we see this from the flashbacks, is he can't beat the shit out of every single person who tries to fight him. So I think the show would be less interesting because you wouldn't have a lot of physical fights. You'd have a lot of nerd work. Oh, I'm going to carry the one and minus the, the, the and you don't get any of the ass kicking. And that and if that's the show you want, then go and watch fucking Succession, Brian, because that's not what this shit's about, okay? It's about fucking kicking ass and taking names and the name's a reacher. But Joe ended one specific time of type of crime one two when they find joe's dead body they're talking about how big he is so well, i think he's a reacher size he's obviously jack size he's obviously big it doesn't mean that he can kick ass there's a lot of big guys a lot of big guys challenge reacher and get their ass kicked just because you're big doesn't mean that you're going to be able to kick ass in the way that reacher does okay i and- think jack should if i hear that jack like Ended fentanyl. You know what I mean? Like ended ended all fentanyl. But hang on, you say then that I can be you, you, you say that. But he, he he ended domestic counterfeiting. And that just opened the door for international counterfeiting and m- way bigger problems. So did he end he a killed. crime? No, he didn't end a crime. He actually just forced people to take it elsewhere. He actually what he actually did. What he actually did was he took away jobs from America. The American counterfeiters is, Joe is not America first, okay? Reacher no. is a military man, America first, okay? So he Let's took go. away hard, uh, hard, paying jobs from hardworking counterfeiters in America, and then he, he shipped them overseas. And that's your hero? That is. It's, I, I'm just saying that, like, the show's called Reacher, A. So could just make a Joe season where you get to see how fucking cool Joe is because again Joe sounds like the coolest motherfucker that ever lived Joe, just J- from J- the oh, Jack How talk. is he the when coolest guy that ever lived when he's when we're talking about the coolest guy who ever lived I we don't know we he's been dead number 1 all the flashbacks Joe he, is like a big dude. But and Joe doesn't like seem as cool as Jack shit. in the flashbacks. He doesn't seem as cool as him. I don't know. I think Joe whipped ass too because Joe's Joe got in big trouble. Joe took the, the rap um, for him. In this episode, we do a flashback where Joe takes the rap for 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 Jack after he kicks out. I mean, he's a stand-up dude. He's As I said, he's the second coolest guy in the world. He's the first smartest guy and the second coolest guy in the world. But guess what? We're dealing with the second smartest guy and the first coolest. So let's just shut the okay. fuck up about Joe, okay? I just, uh, the more I hear about Joe, the more I like him. That's all I'm saying. 
Okay, so Finley at this point starts giving out, saying, hey, this is what you got to do, Roscoe, now. You got to go pretend to investigate all these uh, uh, ex-cons like Teal, the racist-looking mayor, uh, uh, told you to do. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go find Spivey. You remember Spivey, right? The fucking prison oh, I guard. I hate that guy. Oh, I hate him. Sleaze. Well, hey, good news for you, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, and then Reacher is going to go to the law firm. Um, yes. So, uh, uh, so Reacher is going to go look into this high-end law firm. Uh, that's the clip we have up right now that we're going to play in a couple of minutes here, uh, where he goes to get some information as far as why did this truck driver uh, uh, get this representation from this high-end law firm. Um, and, oh, this is an important thing as well that happens, though, is this cop Stevenson – this oh, is God. this is the first sort of intro we have to Stevenson, who comes over and starts talking to Roscoe, and he sort of indicates, "Hey, my cousin is missing. My cousin and his whole family are missing, and also I'm not really sure about all this. Should we even be investigating these ex-cons? Do you think that's the right thing to do?" So he seems like he could be a good guy in the in the show. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he's a He's a pig and I got no time mm. for him. But in the show, it seems like he could be somebody who's on their side, right? He, he's he got a good line, I think. I don't think, no, I don't feel that he's on their side. Uh -huh. He does say this whole town is wound tighter than Jungle Gym screws. Yeah, which a, I was like, oh, I'm going to start saying something like that. That's a you great know? line, definitely. And uh, yeah, and it's tough because I I've think he's a bad guy. I've seen the whole seat. I've seen the whole series. I know more info about it than Brian. I'm sort of like all knowing sort of uh, kind of figure and Brian's kind of in the dark, which is ironic because my lighting is very dark and Brian <laughs> is very well lit. Um, but so it's hard for me. I can't comment too much on this type of stuff, stuff that I already know the answer to. Um, but he can't be a good guy. And, and I'm going to tell you why he can't be a good guy, because First of all, I don't think anybody that is in Margrave is a good guy except Roscoe, Finley, and Reacher. Those are the only three good guys. And the barbershop guy. I like him, too. Barbershop Big guy. Fan. I mean, if the barbershop guy, I mean, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The barbershop guy is good. Okay. Oh, and I yeah. and I don't I don't think that's any real spoiler. I think that one is quite clear that like he's not going to be a bad guy. He's not set up like in any way there's a possibility even that he's going to turn and be a bad guy. So he is, but you're right. I don't know that you can necessarily trust anybody else in the city. Um, it's a town full of fucking assholes. Yeah. Really, when you start to think about it, even like even the thing is like Reacher was like, uh, hey, you know, I'll help protect you to Roscoe. And she starts screaming at him. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like Finley is he's Reacher. These are Reacher's two best friends in the entire world. And they're mean to him. Yeah. Nobody in that town is nice. I mean, it's fair not enough. a nice town. I mean, I kind of understand, like I've mentioned before, I love Reacher. I'm, I'll I'll, I'll stand by him no matter what. I'll stick by him and defend his honor if some fuck tries to say his brother is fucking cooler than him and deserves a show. But I can also understand this guy just showed up in town and now there's like hundred dead bodies so uh, you can kind of understand like hey everything was cool this guy showed up now everything is fucked um so i think they're a little bit but th i mean they're definitely warming up to him uh without a doubt okay so finley 
goes to Spivey's house. Okay, he goes Crazy. there, fucking breaks into his house. It's in a different county. That's key to remember. So it's it's a different jurisdiction. He goes, breaks in, fucking crazy move. He finds a phone, and he sees on the cell phone that he's made two calls to your fucking boy, Kleiner, at Kleiner Industries. Brian, what do you think about that, eh? Looks like the fucking puzzle pieces are starting to come together. So, one, it's on a... It's on a burner phone. It's a burner right? phone. And I I think Kleiner or I think Finley calls it a landline, mm-hmm. which is weird. Uh also, I think it's really strange that like he put the name if it is a burner phone. Yeah. If I'm a if I'm a guy that uses a burner phone, I'm not putting anybody's name in the burner phone so that when yeah i'm calling out i can just hit it that's one weird but thing but did did he put but the he, name in or does is it one of those things where it just automatically shows it because it's a business not on a nokia they don't that it doesn't work that way you're right that that old of, and and so the the last thing i have to say about this is uh this is a rare kleiner uh bungle here because if you're doing crime at your multinational corporation, mm-hmm. then don't have people call the general business line. Yeah. Like I'm I if I'm working, if I'm the guy that owns Walmart and yeah. I'm doing criminal stuff, and then they're like uh uh I, my my sleazy criminal guy needs to give me a call, then I'm not going to be like, well, just call the general Walmart number and have it directed to me. Well, hang on a second, though, because you can see when he has the interview with them later on when they talk to Kleiner about it. And he says, hey, he could have been there's a million people work here. He could have been calling anyone for any reason. So maybe he did that on purpose for plausible deniability. But I think you're right. I think you want to be more uh, covert with it if you're going to be doing this level of crime because it's, yeah. it's high-level crime we're talking about here. Um, okay, it so is. as he's looking at the phone and he sees those two things, boom, he gets blindsided and gets the shit beat out of him um, by these two cops. One of them looks a lot like Connor O'Malley. Did you notice that? Uh, <laughs> no, but I did notice that they – seemed kind of racist mm-hmm. this was a very racist thing that happened yes they you know? they definitely seemed racist even when they're sort of explaining why they you know they when roscoe comes to pick him up um they explain why they decided to beat him up and there's definitely some racist and, uh undertones even overtones and that's that's the thing dude these guys didn't have to reveal their racism it's kind of like refreshing to have like cop be like i'm hey you know i was doing some racist stuff but i'll be because none of them really admit that it's a small town that's why they they feel like they feel like the 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 like main attitude towards it is racist so they feel comfortable speaking openly about it whereas maybe metropolitan police officers who know the possible repercussions of being openly racist might hide it um, so I think that's what it comes down to is they're just so used to being able to be openly racist. Um, but, but having a cop be honest about it is that's I don't like any cops. Yeah. But 
if they did this stuff and then in the end be like, oh, I did that for racist reasons. Yeah. I'd be like, well, hey, fair enough. You're honest about it. You're, you know? you're fired and you can't be a yeah. cop anymore. Um, but we do appreciate your honesty because when you're a cop, <laughs> you unfortunately do have to look out for everybody regardless of their <laughs> Of their race yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, we appreciate the honesty. You're fired. Um, and also there's some, some people waiting for you, <laughs> when, you <laughs> when you get home. But, yeah, we do appreciate the, uh, the honesty. Um, okay, so before we actually even uh, uh, check in on Roscoe uh, picking up Finley from the station, uh, Reacher uh, shows up at the law office to get <sighs> the information from this lawyer on why they were representing this lowly truck driver, and we have that for you now. Here we go. Look pretty fresh. You still feeling them? A bit. He said the bruises. We cut off a bit at the beginning. Bruises look pretty fresh. You still feeling them is what the uh, uh, lawyer said to Reacher as they're walking into the office. It's nice of The accident was just a few days ago. Well, truth be told, Mr. Doyle, I'm sorry, what was your first name again? Brian. That's a lie. His name's not Brian Doyle. It's actually Jack Reacher. So at this point, you know, uh-oh. If, if Reacher is lying to you about his name, that's bad news for you. Fucking bad news for you. <laughs> because he's, like, about to pull some fucking ridiculous shit. Because the shit he pulls when he's, like, pretending to be himself or, like, no, or just, like, open about being himself is so fucked up. That it's, like, if he feels the need to hide his identity for whatever he's going to do, you are fucked, buddy. Truth be told, Brian, we don't normally handle auto claims here. Usually leave that to the bus bench crowd. But the Home Depot's got deep pockets. And I intend to get my hands all the way in them. So that kind of just shows a little bit that Reach is really smart. He knew that he could get in and tell this guy that, hey, we're trying to sue Home Depot. He knew that that even though it was like not necessarily the type of case he normally takes, he would take that one. So that's just Reacher's brilliance once again. Get you the recovery you deserve. So let's start at the beginning. What was the date that delivery truck hit you? There was no truck. Oh, I made up a story soon, Now give me your file on Pete Jobling. Yeah, and this is now Reacher tells him flat out, I made that story up. Now I want this file. Get it for me now. Now, Reacher has only lied. Like, Reacher will lie, mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice that, like, he will lie but then be like, oh, I was just lying, like, yeah. within, like, 30 seconds of the lie. Totally. Yeah, he won't, like, keep a lie. Like, he's not going to keep a lie going for a long time. He will lie to get in, you know, something he needs in the moment, but he will come clean. He's an honest guy at the end of the day. He's definitely an honest guy. Excuse me? A client you represented for. And by the way, this guy should just give him the file. I know. Like, I know. you fucking idiot, man. Who are you looking, who are you sitting across from? If he asks you for the file, fucking give it to him and go on about your day and just be happy with it. But that's not what this fucking idiot does. For a traffic violation and disorderly conduct charge, his file. Get it. I don't know what game you're playing out here, but get out of my office. No. Excuse me? Who the hell do you think you are? A pissed off drifter with nothing to lose. <laughs> I, I love mean, that line dude now okay so now definitely hand it over when he says that 
you want to get yeah, arrested when you, for trespassing? I mean, come when on. you call yourself, when a guy, if a guy ever confronts me, yeah, and I ask them like who they are, and they call themselves a pissed off drifter, yeah, I'm fucking out. I I don't even want even if they have something to, to lose, even if they have something yeah. to lose, even if they say, "Yo, I'm a pissed off drifter. I have a couple things to lose." I would still be so fucking scared. But then he, on top of it, he says he literally has nothing to lose. I would be yeah. fucking complying in a moment. Pull up Joblings file now. I will ruin your life with one phone call. I'll end your life with one phone. <laughs> oh, that's my line. That is. I figured that one might be a line of the episode because it's really <laughs> a classic Reacher banger. But here we go. We're about to really heat up now. Grabs for the phone. Reacher kicks his chair, starts strangling him with the cord. Pull up Joblin's file. He's pulling it up now. He's telling him to print it. Staple. Now, you gotta do that. Move further. He can let him go now, though. Why did he have him staple one sheet of paper, too? That was That's, interesting. I mean, I think there must have been two, but we only saw one of them. Like, I think there must have been two. I don't think you need to staple two, though, Chris. E even then, honestly, I think you're right, and I think it was sort of a power move from Reacher just to be like, yo, listen, I could fucking, I don't need this stapled, but now because you pissed me off and you didn't give it to me right away, I'm going to go ahead and fucking embarrass you even further, and I'm going to force you to staple these two sheets of paper together while I fucking strangle you with a cord. Um, He's kind of punching down there in a way, though. Like, what, once he strangles him at the beginning to get him to print the paper, he should just let him go and be like, oh, you know, it's fair, fair enough. I, I choked you for a minute, but, you know, let's just move on. Like, it just, that scene right there, which I liked, uh, mm -hmm. it did come off slightly bullying by jack reacher yeah but i mean this guy's like some high-powered fucking sleazy attorney who is going to try to destroy his life you know using his means so he might not be physically tough brian and so he might not be able to like go toe-to-toe -to -toe with reacher in that sense but the bottom line is he has his own power and so he's a very powerful man, even more powerful than most of the people that Reacher fucks with. And so Reacher used his strength to uh, stifle, you know, this man's strengths. Uh, so I, I don't see it necessarily. I would, you know, I don't usually defend Reacher and I, but I will say I will defend him in this <laughs> instance. Um, Reacher is, it. he's bullying this guy that, I mean, we don't know how, how powerful he is. He was defending a, a you know, I'm I'm against uh, prison incarceration. And he was de defending a, a, a person who maybe was even getting railroaded by the state. We don't even really know what happened. What did this truck driver do? Yeah. He didn't fucking do anything wrong. So this is all kind of he shouldn't. Re I'm just saying, here's what you do. You choke him. You say, print the thing. You unchoke him and you apologize for the choking. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, you know, I mean, maybe even leave him five bucks or something like that because, you know, the choking was kind of unnecessary. But, you know, I, I, I would never say that Reacher's a bully. 
disagree, you, and I'm I'm feeling really uneasy with your attitude towards Reacher on this episode. I will just I will just say that I'm feeling uneasy about the way you're speaking about Reacher. But on I this love episode. Hmm? I love Reacher, Joe Reacher. I love Joe Reacher a lot. He wasn't a bully at all. Well, he definitely was. Okay. Anyways, so. <laughs> Okay, so I have on here, once again, the cop who beat up Finley looks like Connor um, O'Malley. So I mentioned that <laughs> twice. Uh, so definitely have watched the episode. There's definitely a cop. You're going to know the one I'm talking about. Um, Roscoe, this is when they get really racist and they say, hey, he didn't look like he lives there and all this stuff. Um, uh, and then they go and they meet at this uh, outside for some barbecue. And this mm. is a great scene because Reacher has so much food. He orders so much food, which is dope. Um, and then also, I guess, Roscoe and Finley show up, or Finley shows up afterwards. And I guess he must have told Reacher to order something for him um, because he was going to be showing up. Because guess what Finley gets? A fucking spinach salad with dressing on the side. And Reacher literally says to him, I was embarrassed ordering that. Do you know what I mean? I like, which, by the way, <laughs> Reacher shouldn't have been embarrassed ordering it because he ordered like a hundred other things. So if he just put that on the end, it's like, that's not that crazy. You're like, he's getting all the meat as well. Do you know what I mean? So he shouldn't have actually felt embarrassed ordering it. But I think they wanted to make sure that you understood um, that this guy is a real man's man. A real the guy mentor. doesn't like vegetables at all, Chris. No, no he hates I've them. I've noticed that because, yeah. like, when he when he got the junk food in the hotel room in episode two, wasn't no vegetables in there, and you don't you don't see the guy eating an apple. You don't see the guy eating any kind of no again spinach salad. It's no. kind of he should eat some don't vegetables. Fucking tell him. How did look at what his body looks like, and you're gonna try to fucking tell him what he should and shouldn't be eating? Vegetable. Good. What do you? His. And I'm gonna say this, and you know, maybe people are gonna have something to say about it. Uh, his his farts and his shits probably smell horrible. You know, (laughs) and he probably shits like every three days. They smell better than any fucking fart you've ever done in your life. (laughs) <laughs> you fucking piece of shit telling me that every fucking, three days you're telling me reacher as stank ass farts that is one of the worst things i ever heard anyone say oh by the way i'm reacher, just saying reacher has a great line here though too because um he says oh did you get the info from the lawyer uh finley asks him and he says yeah yeah and he says how'd you get it and then he says brilliantly he says i just used the phone <laughs> yes yeah, I bullied I mean, the guy because he didn't you, want to say I bullied the guy. Yeah, he didn't want to be like I fucking I I straight up threatened to kill the guy and then I strangled him until he got him for me. <laughs> but yeah, he sort of did it in a clever way. Again, he doesn't like to lie, so he found a way to kind of tell the truth, but in a misleading kind of way. Um, okay, so at this point, they oh they also they they figure out the lawyer was Kleiner's lawyer, um, so they sort of say hey. Uh, Finley says, hey, I found the calls to Kleiner, and also we found that this lawyer connection, let's go talk to Kleiner. So now we're going to talk to Brian's boy, Kleiner, um, and they they show up. Oh, first, though, 
first though they they see the dog again i think yeah the dog guy yeah. i'm so curious about the dog guy at this point and i'm going to tell you i want to read you my note about the dog guy okay so ju well, just ju just to to catch people up so reacher in one of the first episodes goes and gives water to this dog and they, has a confrontation with the guy. So we, we, we pick up, and he's in the yard. He's with Finley this time, but he's just in the yard petting the dog, giving him water. I just want to quickly say this, of course. Uh, why? This is my note. Why does Dog Guy get mad when Reacher feeds his dog for him? And then I answered the question. I think he might secretly miss his uncle. So I can't really be mad at Dog Guy anymore. I think he misses his uncle. So, and so just if feeding you, I mean, the dog I, makes him feel sad. If you somehow didn't watch the episode or you didn't just recently watch it, basically he explains to them, "Hey, this was my uncle's dog. My uncle died. I didn't even want the dog." So you're saying that he's got some emotional scarring from the death of his uncle. He he looks at the dog and he sees his uncle. He sees the, his uncle that he can never speak to again, and maybe they were really close, and it makes him really sad. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's... then this big, strong guy keeps showing up and feeding the dog. But like, I don't think he's necessarily mad because Reacher feeds the dog. I think he's like Reacher's in his yard. And, yeah. you know, people hate it when you're in their yard. It's just that's the way things are. I wish the world was better. Yeah. And I wish people were like, hey, man, nothing's off limits. No fences, you know, but that's just not the way it is. And people hate it when people show up in their yard. So. Yeah. Now I'm kind of thinking like, man, maybe the dog guy's like not a not so bad and Reacher's kind of picking on him too like he did the lawyer. And also let's keep in mind that the dog guy is literally letting a dog die on purpose and that's the person that Brian is now choosing to take sides with over our fucking hero Reacher. This is a man who is c committing animal cruelty openly in public letting his he dog die and he doesn't want him anyways. And this is a guy who Brian says, hey maybe we should give this guy a little break. What about the dog, Brian? Have you thought about the innocent dog who done absolutely nothing to deserve being malnourished and not given fucking water have you ever had to go without water for days on end it's fucking horrifying you know he every time reachers in his yard dog guy pops up and he's like hey i already you know fed him earlier i already you know gave him a drink earlier but he was lying like, because reacher called him out he said oh i just filled it up before he must have knocked it over and he said no it's bone dry it hasn't had water in here for at least 24 hours so he was caught lying by reacher this one of the smartest men on earth who can tell that kind of thing and so he's lying I mean, about I just, it i'm i it, it just i get disappointed sometimes in in reacher's tactics because <laughs> You know, you, you don't know shit nice... about what it takes to track down fucking killers. What do you know about it? Living in Ohio with your fucking your cushy life. What do you know about being a fucking drifter trying to find the killers of your brother who is a Secret Service guy who's looking into international counterfeiting because he already stopped all the domestic counterfeiting? What the fuck do you know <laughs> about fair it? Fair point. I'm just saying, you know, he could ha Reacher could have a lighter touch. I guess oh, is the way that I think about God. it. We hey, we gotta talk off off pod <laughs> for before next episode. We have to have a conversation. But anyways, we'll move on with this episode. So they go in and they have a conversation with Kleiner. They go into his office. Um, first off, though, Reacher notices something. He notices there's a lot of animal feed. Yeah. So he makes a comment. That's an awful lot of animal feed. You know, and that's the thing. He he says that quite a bit. He brings it up. You know, it's a sticking point for him. They try to say, you know, hey, you you don't understand. People have 
cattle and stuff out here and they need a lot of animal feed. Um, but he, he makes note of that. He also makes note of another thing. He's walking into the office. There's a bunch of uh, animal heads, trophies up on the wall. And he says as he's walking in, a family of skilled marksmen. Which is well, sort of... Number one. <laughs> it's Can sort... I just say, you don't inherit uh, marksmanship no. through your genes. And also, also... Just because they have, I mean, there's trophy hunting that rich people do where they literally bait the animals out into a pen and you fucking shoot them in the head. So there's no indication that he's a, a marksman at all. There's also no indication that he necessarily shot those animals. He could just have them up in the, in the office. So, you know, Reacher is jumping to a lot of conclusions, but I'll tell you what. Usually his conclusions are right, so I don't really doubt him, unlike some people. Um, okay, so they. I don't either. I, I have... believe that he believes that. I'm trying to explain that, like, one, shooting a deer, mm-hmm. right, to kill it or whatever they shot. Yeah, right? they were like rhinos sh- and shit. There was like, like African, it was stuff from Africa, gazelle and You don't rhino. shoot the head, right? You shoot the body, and there's all kinds of body yeah. there. So I don't even know if it takes skilled marksmanship to shoot a an rhino. animal to death like a rhino hunting. is massive as well i know i could do that i could yeah. kill a rhino in a second but can i say that when he gets in the office there's an interesting little piece uh I, here you get them into the office and i'll explain what i think is interesting they're in the office so you go ahead so uh at the beginning of the conversation kleiner was like kind of like being like this to finley he's he's like uh Seems like uh he he's kind of hinting like he's like I you know this town's racist yeah uh towards you and you know it makes me sick the racism so like I don't that's know that just... he was indicating that the racism made him sick I don't know where you inferred that from he definitely was saying hey uh, do you wonder why you're not welcome around here it might have to do with the fact that you're a northerner it might have to do with your education or it might have to do with something else. So where's the part yeah. where he's disgusted by that? He didn't he didn't indicate in any way that he I mean, I think Kleiner is a, is part of the racism. That's how I would feel, being that he's mm. the billionaire who runs the town, basically. And he's saying the town's racist. So, I mean, wouldn't that mean that he's probably racist if he's in charge of the town that's racist? I just got the impression that he was like uh you know, I wish I wish we could just end all this racism. You know, like that's you what Kleiner was getting at. How many episodes have you seen? Three. Oh, so you haven't seen any more? No, I haven't watched. Well, I've watched five, but yeah. month uh, over a month ago. I'm excited. So I'm, I'm excited for you to watch some more episodes. That's all I'll say. I'm excited for you to watch some more episodes. Um, you know, see how you know what ends up happening. I'm I'm excited. I don't for know. That. I don't know if he's racist. I don't know if Kleiner is racist. I'm not saying that he's anti-racist. I'm saying that, like, maybe he is a guy that, you know, kind of, he sees what's going on in the world. Maybe maybe he, he watched, uh, uh, maybe he read, like, the, the books that you pass around, uh, whatever that is. Uh, I can't remember the name of a single one during Black Lives Matter stuff. And, like, maybe he does understand that there's a lot of racism out there. And he admitted, like, that's the thing. Like, he admitted that he's kind of like, there's some racists 
around this town and and it sucks man he never like, said it sucks like you. he never said it sucks that's you're you're just deciding that he never said that i just watched the episode minutes ago he never said it sucks in fact his tone was not at all saying that it sucked it was definitely saying that like hey this is good and i like that it's racist around here um but anyways finley uh, uh, at that point, he basically says to them, hey, stop this investigation. You guys, you're barking up the wrong tree. It's not good for anybody. Stop right now. And at that point, Finley says, hey, he says his dad's name. I forget what it is, but he just Horatio. says Horatio. Horatio Finley. He's, he says, excuse me. Uh, my father's name is Horatio Finley. You might think you're everyone's daddy in this town, but you're not mine. Yep. So it was and a really good line. It was I great. Think. And then he also said, though, another wonderful line. I will put my fucking foot up your fucking ass until your fucking heart stops. So he basically says to this kind of guy, listen, you can't buy me. Okay, I'm not I'm not under your thumb. I'm going to get to the bottom of this, whether you like it or not. And I'll tell you who loves that Reacher, because when they're yeah. in the car afterwards, Reacher fucking loves that. He repeats the line. Um, and also, I do want to mention that when Reacher repeats the line as Finley, he does, he, he does it in a black guy voice, even though <laughs> Finley doesn't speak like he does it in like no. like a stereotypical like it's it's a weird it's a weird delivery from Reacher. It's a weird delivery from Reacher. <laughs> definitely. It doesn't sound like self criticism. Yeah. Like Finley, like Finley at least thinks about it. Reacher, I think, is just like one of those guys that's like, oh, yeah, right. I'm not racist. You know what I mean? But then he does that voice. Well, and he's says, not uh, fucking racist, dude. He might be. <laughs> he might be are the you, way he was talking. Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know. Do what, just because he was an army guy who killed some civilians in Baghdad, all of a sudden now you want to paint him with this brush? That seems really unfair. We do get a flashback here, one of your favorite flashbacks, because you get to see your boy Joe. This is when I mentioned it before. He takes the, the rap for Reacher. He basically uh, says, hey, it was me. Um, the army guys come, and he takes the rap. Um, and you can sort of see There's Reacher saying, oh, thank you. Oh, that's so nice. That's such a nice thing for you to do. Actually, there's no indication that he's taking the rap for Reacher. It that I read it a different way, where like Joe was defending Reacher and he got into the fight. No, or, he's taking the rap for him, definitely. Or Joe and Reacher both got into the fight. No, it and, was Jack. Joe they, was like, no, uh, you're you're you know. you're not remembering the other flashback that they had. The, the they last never last... show fighting. That's yeah, what they didn't, they didn't me actually out. show the fighting, but you could see that it was Jack Reacher who was getting ready to kick some ass and who basically like said to them, "That was the last one that they showed." So I know okay. you wanna. I know you wanna. I mean, I don't even know why you're arguing this because Joe did a good thing here. He took the 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 rap for for his brother Jack, but you want to say that he actually was involved in the fight? Oh, I get it. You you're trying to get the whole propaganda going that Joe, Joe is just as tough as Reacher. Well, it's not. It's that's not what fly. it is. No, it's not going to fire. True. No, it isn't. Joe is half the fucking man. He's half the man that Jack is. No, I think they're equal. I'm not saying Jack is like not tough. I'm saying Jack is one of the toughest guys in the world, but like he learned one a of? lot of what he knows. Well, he learned a lot of what he knows from Joe. 
I think, and like him and Joe are one A and one B. You know, if no. I watch one a lot and of two. wrestling, one and two, they're one and two. But the one A, one B. We don't have time to talk about this. Is not the Joe Reacher podcast. We don't have time to fucking talk about this. Okay. Okay. I, I'll I'll let it go. But it's possible that Joe and Jack are equals. Their stats are extremely equal. Other than the fact that, like, if you start listing accomplishments, Joe ended all domestic counterfeiting. So Reacher and Roscoe are now in Finley's empty apartment. Um, it's kind of a fucked up situation that Finley's living in. He's like, sad. it's fucking sad to be honest. <laughs> like it's, he's literally got no furniture and he's like, Oh, I haven't had time to do the furniture, you know? And it's like, you've been living here for quite a while and you're like living <laughs> in squalor. It's kind of fucked up, but it's, it sort of shows that like him and Reacher aren't that different. No. Did, did you pick up on that? It was sort of like, Hey, Couple we're not actually that different. We're both kind of, you know, uh, drifters almost. Um, and, and Reacher again asks about the animal feed. He asks Roscoe about it. How much animal feed would you need for this? This is clearly something that's very important to our friend Reacher. Um, and then at that point he decides, Hey, I'm going to go find this guy Spivey. I'm going to go track him down. He wasn't at his house. I'm going to go to the bar where he asked me to meet him because it's probably his local bar. That's why he was comfortable there. Some people might know him. I'm going to go track him down. Uh, then we get a scene with the the scummiest scum around Kleiner Jr. Uh, confronting yeah. Roscoe uh, outside of a gas station, doing that classic thing. She comes out and he's standing up and you know, basically where a driver's side door is, blocking her path to her door. And this is when we really get to understand what an absolute incel freak this guy is. He has one line that he delivers. That is, she basically says like, oh, did your mother ever tell you, tell you stalking is not the way to a woman's heart? And he says, well, we wouldn't have to deal with any of this if you would just go out with me. Oh, yeah, that that's pretty, that that's bad. I, I think one thing we got to look at with Kleiner is maybe not a great dad, you know, that's <laughs> that's one of his shortfalls. You it, think that his, one of his shortcomings, not a yeah. great dad. Yeah. And also his vehement anti-racism. Like he can't get past any of that. He's stuff. He's not so that, that's anti-racist. He's anyone who's watching this show knows what bullshit this is. And I'm happy that a lot of you, most of you probably are. So, you know, what absolute nonsense this is. Um, but yeah, that line is really kind of fucked up. You don't, you know what I mean? It's like, He's he's this real baddie, but then he's like, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to follow you around if you just go out with me. Like he's so sad, he's so fucking pathetic. He's just such a little fucking weasel. Um, but but obviously Roscoe says, hey, get the fuck out of here. I'll beat the shit out of you. Um, he also mentions though in this interaction, he mentions to Roscoe about the Baghdad incident. This is some info that he got a hold of. We've mentioned it before. He's confronted uh, Reacher about it. But he says to her, hey, this guy Reacher killed civilians in Baghdad. Um, which, of course, yeah. on the surface level, <laughs> very bad. Yeah. But there is more explanation to it. There is more explanation to it, I promise you. Um, I promise you on that. Um, next, next scene we have um, is Finley... Showing up at a party. This is kind of weird. He just went to like a party for, for the bank that Hubble, Paul, uh, Paul Hubble, 
Um, you know, the guy from the beginning, uh, the guy who said, hey, I was the one who killed him, the one who was really scared of the, the black cars, um, shows up at a party and just pretends to work for a different branch and manages <laughs> to get info from some random woman that way. Um, but, hey, it worked out. He got the info he needed. That info was that Paul Hubble actually left and stopped doing, stopped working there a year ago. So now all of a sudden his wheels are really turning. What the fuck is going on here? You know, what the, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and after that, he also almost fucks. Hey, what about that scene? Um, that weirded me out because he just like, he was so close. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? Never mind. You know, you're not looking for me, which is like, that's because he's sad. Yeah. I think they're trying to point out how sad he he's is. He's depressed. But basically, so uh, yeah, a woman, a woman's like, hey, I like what you're what you're doing. And fair enough. He's a handsome dude. Finley. He's obviously a real. He's an actor. <laughs> he's a professional Hollywood actor. Um, and so, you know, she says, hey, I like what you're putting down. You know, let's fucking hook up. And it does seem like the scene's quite long. Um, and it, it does seem like they might fucking hook up. But then at the last minute, he pulls the plug and he says, I'm not your guy. Um, and it is a really, really sad scene. Um, sad. But the next scene we have is not a sad scene. We actually have a clip uh, from it as well. Um, this is Reacher showing up at the bar. So he shows up at that same bar to find Spivey. And he uses some of his classic Reacher skills. He, he sees a guy at a bar and he's using a $2 bill. Now, if you saw a guy at a bar using a $2 bill, you'd think nothing of it, right? Uh, I would think he got a birthday present because sometimes like a $2 bill, you know, you'll give for a birthday. Gift. So you would but, be doing you'd be doing a bit of Reachering yourself. You'd be sort of because well, for me, I would think nothing of it. And I, I mean, having said that, I mean, if I saw someone in Canada Pay with a two dollar bill, it'll be really exciting for me. Our our money is all different colored. So it's very, you know, like whereas your two dollar bill looks like a one dollar bill and a five dollar bill. They all look the same, right? Whereas for for in Canada, they all have different colors. And a lot of other places. And it actually makes a lot more sense because then you don't accidentally pay ten dollars for something that was one dollar. Um but well, two dollar bills are very rare here. What are they're extremely two dollar bills. We yes. just don't but two dollar bills like aren't special. aren't they don't exist anymore in Canada. They got taken out of circulation. We have two dollar coins now, toonies, and then we have loonies. So we have no one dollar bill or two dollar bill. Um, but the two dollar bill is this really distinct color of brown. And so if I saw somebody bang with it, I would think, wow, hey, that's cool. That's an old two dollar bill, like from my childhood. But Reacher, he notices this two dollar bill, and he says the only people who have two dollar bills are mailmen. And people who gamble because they get them at the racetrack. I, I didn't I didn't not know true. about this, but yeah, it's uh, not true. I don't think I can't imagine. I can't imagine it's true. And then he says, and I don't see a mailbag. And that's interesting to me as well, because the guy was clearly not working. He was clearly it was nighttime and he was at a bar. So like the idea that a mailman would just travel around with his mailbag, like even when he's off. I, it doesn't really make sense to me, but it turns out he was right. The guy was a gambler. And so he said, hey, you want to make some money? Where Where's this Spivey guy? I want to find this Spivey guy. But then this fucking meathead pops over and says, hey, he's not going to tell you shit because Spivey's our friend and we're going to fucking, we're going to defend him. Um, now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Reacher realizes right away, this guy's a boxer. Now, I didn't notice he was a boxer. Did you notice? 
No, I actually, that's in my notes is like, how did Reacher figure out this guy's a boxer? He looks more like kind of a wrestler or a uh, um, stuntman MMA guy to me, like just a tough guy. Or a Hollywood but stuntman. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what he uh, was. <laughs> yeah. But he's one of Spivey's thugs, which is really weird that Spivey has thugs. I, I, I think that it's just, it's his local bar and he's just kind of his friend. You know what I mean? They just like, hey, we're, we'll defend our boys like you know these are our friends um but yeah reacher knows he's a boxer knows he's a southpaw which would be easier to realize i guess maybe his stance or whatever he noticed that he had a southpaw stance or something um but the guy told him hey yeah i'm golden gloves so now we're finding out this guy's not just a boxer he's actually very good at it he's actually a really good boxer um but then reacher has a real good point that he makes he says the problem with boxing too many rules. And then he punches a guy in the dick and fucking beats the Smart. shit out of him. I mean, I love that elbow smash to the face. Let's watch it. We got it right here. Yes. Golden gloves. You know, the thing about boxing, too many rules. Where's Spike? You left down. There's some Spanish guys, man. Real fast. Well, that guy talked fast. That guy really, you know what I mean? He felt the fucking force of of this guy. See, this is how I expect most people to react. You know what I mean? Like you feel the force of his punch and like how tough he is, and you realize that you have no chance against him, and he'll kill you if he wants. And then you just fucking give up the information. That's what this guy did right away. He said, "Hey, that's all I know." Reacher walks out of the bar now. Um, after this, it's, we don't have a clip of it, but after this, a funny thing happens too. Reacher comes outside. He sees two uh, uh, a car that's clearly following him, one of these scary cars, um, and he goes back inside to get some gloves. He goes into the kitchen, and he grabs some gloves from the kitchen, some rubber gloves, but all the while, they're, like, tending to this guy who's been beaten up by reacher and reacher just walks in right past all of them huge power move into the kitchen grabs the gloves walks right out um i mean that's so fucking badass after you just kick the guy's ass like that that's fucking badass it is it is pretty badass i uh, like it and so uh then reacher realizes hey these guys are following me they're coming to kill me Reacher, right car. Reacher, and he's right reacher knows when someone's trying to kill him he's fucking been here many a times before um and so he says hey here's the plan in his head he's like yeah follow me yeah don't don't be too far away you know he's leading them he goes off uh the road i don't know where he's going maybe it's answered at the beginning of next episode but it just seems to be some farm uh, like a yes. farmhouse like an abandoned farmhouse but then he pulls an insane move and we're gonna watch the clip of it right now so this is him driving along with the people hot in pursuit Ghost rides the whip here. So he ghost rides the whip. He he basically falls out of the car as it's still moving, opens up the door, rolls out into this field, and lets the car drift forward towards this uh, lone uh, farmhouse. Just a brilliant move. So oh, it drifts so a good, solid, you know, 50 feet forward. So now the car comes these out. Guys are, these guys are dumb as shit because they're seeing this car going, like, slow, drifting, you yeah. know? And so now they pull up to the car, 
and they're looking for Reacher. Little do they know, the man they're looking for is fucking behind them, looking at them in, through the reeds. So here they go. They pull up. It's two uh, Spanish-looking guys, Hispanic-looking guys. Reacher is doesn't like Hispanics. Well, no, they're trying to kill him. They're literally trying to end his life. They're hitmen. It has I'm, nothing to I'm do with just, race. Okay. I mean, that's what racists always say. So, <laughs> I'm just... This is so sweet, man. Yeah. This is where Reacher really fucking so now shows his ass. They have their guns and their flashlights, these guys. They're looking over the car right now. I'm surprised he kills them and doesn't whip their asses. Yeah, you know? it's true. I guess because they're hitmen and he realizes they're, they might. So now you just, there's a great scene right there. You can see the guy with the gun and then all of a sudden you just see Reacher in the darkness behind him. And it's such a cool visual scene. It's worth it. To, you watch the show just for this. Oh, here it goes. He's about to fuck it. Oh, he's going to kill these guys for sure. Oh, like dead. I said, I think he should whip their asses and try to get some fucking info out of them. But whatever. Go ahead and kill them. I think he was showing respect to the fact that these guys are professionals and I don't want to mess around with them. I just need to dispatch them. But you're right. They could. He could have potentially gotten information out of them. Um, but he drags them over to the trunk, opens up the trunk. We won't show it. But at that point, he sees Spivey sitting in the trunk and he says, hey, hello, Spivey. Um, and that's the final scene of the episode. Uh, now, we've gone over an hour again. Um, we're really that's trying to keep these under an hour, but it's hard for us, especially when one of the hosts is talking absolute fucking recklessly about <laughs> one of the people that the other host looks up to a lot. And there has to be some sort of discussion about where the one host is maybe being disrespectful and doesn't really know about what he's talking about. Um, but anyways, uh, we do now have our end of the episode awards. I always forget the name. One of them is the golden gun. One of them is the golden fist. Uh, one of them is the golden something else. Um, but let's let's go ahead and uh, what is your line of the episode, Brian? So I think my line of the episode is Horatio Finley. And then, you know, Kleiner's like, excuse me. He's like, my father's name, Horatio Finley. You might think you're everybody's daddy in this town, but you're not mine. And then with a the quick runner up here is Reacher mocking him and saying, you're not my daddy. Horatio Finley's my daddy. Not going to do the accent that uh, uh, Reacher did. But, you know, I, I think I'll go with Finley telling people his dad's name that's interesting because my best quote is the one right after that which is i will put my fucking foot up your fucking ass <laughs> until your fucking heart stops love that line it sort of showcases that hey finley's he's kind of badass as well he's not to be fucked he doesn't with. curse he normally doesn't curse and that's why it sort of hits even harder um, what about your favorite scene of the episode what was your top scene um, you know, I think my favorite scene would have to be the boxing guy. Yeah. Like whipping the boxing guy's ass. Cause the boxing guy is like, you're looking at him and you're like, man, this guy is like the same kind of the same size as Reacher. Yeah. Could he, maybe it'll, 
possibly like give him a run for his money and then you realize really quickly the exact opposite is true he just fucking folds like a cheap plastic chair yeah well i'm gonna go ahead and say it um that's my top scene as well i mean i'm including him walking back in and grabbing the gloves i really did love that scene i love the way they shot it kind of it was almost like a first person him walking through the bar um while all of that stuff was happening and you know nobody wants to confront him but they're all kind of thinking like what the fuck that's the guy who did this and he's just walking back in here and going into the kitchen they're all kind of scared by it um so yeah that's interesting our our scenes and our uh, quotes, very similar, very similar uh, um, this week. So it's interesting that we're so in sync on that and we're so out of sync on other things. Um, but who is your MVP of the episode uh, this week? Uh, oh, this one? Uh, I think it's patently obvious who the MVP of this episode is. And that is Joe Reacher because he stopped all domestic counterfeiting. But he didn't fucking do that on the. Okay. But he he, Joe Reacher is is a character, like like you know how well they'll be like oh New York's kind of a character in this movie. Joe Reacher is really the straw that stirs the drink in this show, so I could say Joe Reacher for every episode. Well, that'd be a bullshit thing to do. You're just going to say Joe Reacher for every episode? That's fucking cowardly. You pick a different person for the episodes. Okay, so for mine, I would say it's a tough one this week. There was a lot of good people. A lot of people had some great lines. We mentioned Finley, Roscoe. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the episode MVP as Jack Reacher. I think that, you know, he kicked that guy's ass at the at the um, bar. He had some brilliant lines. Uh, you know, I only, I hey, I used my phone. I used the phone and it was just a really great episode from him. He's definitely the, the number one reacher brother, um, the top guy. And there's a reason why he has a fucking show and and Joe Schmo doesn't. Fucking Joe Schmo reacher doesn't have a show and there's a reason for that. Anyways, thanks so much for watching everyone um, and listening. Uh, if you want to watch, uh, head over to patreon.com slash not even a show um, or patreon.com uh, slash street fight radio. Uh, and the, the, you can listen to the main episodes as you may be doing right now on the street fight radio, uh, free feed. But of course, if you're listening to this, you must already know that, uh, Brian, anything, uh, that you want to say to end this? No, I, I had a good time this week. I think, I think next week we'll keep it under an hour. Well, yeah, it depends on how our, how our off pod conversation goes. Yeah. We have to discuss a couple of things, but, uh, thanks a lot, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Listen up and watch if you're able to a podcast called The Reach Around Table. Sounds like a sex move, but I swear it's not. I wrote it down, never heard it out loud. We got Brian Reacher and his friend Chris Reacher. It's a Reach Around Table. Reacher, 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 Reacher Round Table. Uh.